Looking for an electrician? Having trouble with TV aerial or satellite signals? With over 30 years experience in the electrical trade, as well as TV aerial and satellite installations, Fraser Watson is the man you can call to help you out. From planning and implementing the electrical installation in your new home, to installing a new socket in your bedroom, there's no job too big or too small, Fraser can handle them all. Indoor and outdoor power and lighting, outbuildings, farm buildings, Fraser covers all areas of domestic, industrial and commercial installations. On top of this, Fraser can wall mount your all singing and dancing 75 inch smart telly in your lounge as well as your smaller screen option in your bedroom. Running and concealing all cables and providing you with FreeSat, FreeView, Sky or any online options you require through Wi-Fi or wired connections to your home internet hub. Fraser Watson Electrical is based in Turriff and covers all of Aberdeenshire. Just give Fraser a call on 077-394-07861 or find him on Facebook at Fraser Watson Electrical TV Aerial and Satellite Services. Alternatively, you can email him at FraserWatsonElectrical at gmail.com. Although government restrictions remain in place, if you're planning work for the future, give Fraser a call for an estimate. With competitive rates guaranteed and a proud reputation for being neat and tidy, there's only one man to call. So for all your electrical, TV and satellite needs, call Fraser today without delay. There may well be the odd rude word during this podcast. If this is something you can't tolerate, do us a favour and turn off now. Well, a warm welcome to you to the final episode of the regular series, season four, in fact, of the Beyond Canal Park podcast. What a great season it has been. I'd like to thank each and every one of my guests this year for giving up their time to come on the show. It really does mean a lot to me. Thanks as well to the listeners who've been tuning in in their thousands to listen to me talk pish. It's still mind-blowing how it continues to grow every week. It's been a fair old week. Uh, Aberdeen have a new manager. And if rumours are to be believed, most of Celtic's cast-offs too come next season. Exciting times though for Glass and Brown's Dons next year. It should be a good year at Pataudry. What a result for Brora in midweek beating Hearts. That's got to be right up there in terms of cup shots, surely. Absolutely brilliant to see anyway, really putting the Highland League on the map. Good luck to them, Brock and for Martin as they gear up for more Scottish Cup shocks in the next round. We will touch on Scotland's triple header in a spin-off special next week, but certainly encouraging signs there against Austria for sure. Eh, we'd have lost that one under the previous two managers, there's no debate to be had there. Well done to Mikey Duncan, who won our latest competition to win official Euro 2020 strip patches for his Scotland strip in time for the tournament. Exciting news though, in the Beyond Hamden Park special coming up after Scotland's triple header is complete, I've got another competition for you with a special edition mug to be won, commemorating Scotland's win over Serbia in the playoffs. It's free to enter. Those interested, just head to Facebook, Instagram or Twitter, find and like the Beyond Canal Park page and send me a message or a comment on the post to say you want to enter. Two randomly picked contestants will appear live on the Beyond Hamden Park Scotland special podcast to play head-to-head in the brand new game show Podmaster. In no way copied from the famous BBC Radio 2 game Popmaster, honestly. As I said, if interested, message me for details. Right, 
On to this week's guest, and I'm joined by the fantastic Odmar Firo, the current Faroe Islands international, as he gears up to face Scotland at Hamden this coming week. He talked to me about growing up and playing football as a youth in West Hill and Dice, two spells at Keith in the Highland League, playing junior football with Banks D, Champions League and Europa League football with B36 and Klaxvik, and facing the Giants, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Ronaldo and the likes with the Faroe Islands. It really is a fascinating story, and here's what he had to say. A warm welcome once again, and for the final time this series, to the Beyond Canal Park podcast. I'm delighted to be joined for the season finale by a current internationalist who is due to line up at Hamden against Scotland very soon for the Faroe Islands. I am, of course, joined by former forfar Keith B36, Banks D defender, currently back playing in his home country for Klatsvik, Odmar Faroe. How are you doing this evening? I'm very well, thanks. Uh, you're currently in the Faroe's team hotel, I think, gearing up for the away trip to Moldova. How's the mood in camp? Will you go there confident at picking up three points? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, the mood is good. We're all uh, we're all excited. Uh, this is, uh, yeah, the first bunch of games uh, of of ten for the for the new World Cup qualifier. So, um, yeah, we're we're excited. I think the mood is good, and uh, I think we've got most of our players um, available. So, uh, yeah, we're we're positive. We'll, we'll come on to the other games in a minute because you're obviously playing Scotland, but uh, there's Austria as well. We'll be hoping uh, there'll be some fingers crossed over here that you, you take some points in that one for sure. <laughs> um, but before we get on to that, I wonder if you could tell me a bit about your early days in football and where the love of the game began for you. Okay. Um, I think uh, football-wise, it, um, it all started for me in... Uh, uh, Kings Wells, uh, uh-huh. probably some of my first uh, footballing memories because uh, uh, we moved uh, away from the Faroe Islands when I was when I was quite young. I was three years old, and uh, we moved to the south of uh, England, okay. a place called uh, Goring by Sea. Okay, uh, it's just uh, a small town close to Brighton. Mm-hmm. And uh, after two years, we realised it was probably a little bit too far away from the Faroe Islands for us. So we. Uh, <laughs> We we went north and uh, uh, we uh, settled in in Aberdeen in Kings Wells. And my parents bought a house and uh, yeah. And for the next thirteen years, we were or twelve thirteen years. Uh, I grew up in Kings Wells in West Hill and uh, was playing for Kings Wells Primary and uh, and later on West Hill Primary, West Hill Boys Club mm-hmm. and uh, Dice Boys Club. Aye. So were you playing alongside any anybody else that might have made it West Hill or Dice? There's a lot um, of players think, came through uh, there, isn't there? Yeah, um, I'm, uh, I think Andrew Shinney is the same age as me, ah, so yeah. uh, we, uh, we we played against each other for, for a number of years mm. when I was playing at West Hill. And I think he'd already left to go to Rangers when uh, when I okay. joined Dice. But um, yeah, he, he's one of the names that... Uh, aye, aye. I'm, I'm not sure if uh, where, where he plays. I think he's still down in England somewhere. But uh, but he, he was one of the main ones that that made a name for himself, and uh, he was always a very good player. Yeah, that's yeah, for sure. Brilliant. Now, your dad, you said he worked here over here as a dentist, didn't he? But was he also a, an international for for the Pharaohs? Uh, did I read? Yeah. Aye. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, he. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I think he only has two official international matches. Okay. But, um, he's, he's played a number. 
Yeah. Uh, back then when he played, it wasn't as as official with the cap system and everything. Uh, they weren't but, um, part of UEFA at that point, maybe, were they? Yeah, that's correct. Aye. So uh, uh, I think he's got an official game in, in 1993 and 92 and and uh, a number of games before that in, in the 80s, but which which weren't official. Okay. So, uh, the Faroes, yeah, they have competed in the, the island games and things like that against uh, Shetlands and you're like... Yeah, it used to be like yeah. uh, friend, friendly matches mm-hmm. against uh, opponents like that. Uh, Shetland, Greenland, maybe even the Orkneys uh, in there somewhere. Teams, teams of that that kind of caliber, and the odd game against Iceland, who were <laughs> yeah, who, who were a lot stronger. But yeah. uh, but they they would sometimes play friendlies against the Faroe Islands as okay. well. Aye, brilliant. So uh, there wouldn't have been any crossover then, obviously, because I, I know that uh, it rarely happens. I think Eider Gee Johnson maybe crossed over with his dad for Iceland, but but it was it was different eras for you and your dad to completely. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he was well and truly finished on the international aye, scene before aye. before I stepped onto it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think I have said as a youngster after West Hill and Dice, you were involved in the Highland League with Keith. Was that twenty ones or were you playing first team football there at a young age? Um, well, it's quite quite funny actually because um, I was playing youth football with uh, with Keith. Uh, I think I was playing seventeens, nineteens, and twenty ones at the same time. <laughs> sometimes on the bench for the first team and. Then this will have been in two thousand and six and yeah. seven, mm-hmm. and uh, our family moved back to the Faroes in two thousand and seven. Okay, we uh, uh, my dad sold his practice and uh, sold the house, and we moved to the Faroe Islands at that time. And I was seventeen, but um, when I came back from my studies in two thousand and eleven, mm. uh, I went to study business at uh, RGU, that's right, yeah. Robert Gordon University. Then uh, that's at that time I signed for uh, for Keith, and uh, I was there for a season and. Uh, Darren Still was the was the manager at that time. Okay. So, uh, was he playing when you were there the first time? Yeah, he, was, he yeah. was the captain of the mm-hmm. 2007 uh, Highland League winning team. So he was, uh, yeah, he was a bit of a role model at the time. So, uh, so I, I remembered him and uh, always thought he was a very good player. Brilliant. And I think you were getting called called up to the Faroe youth teams while you were playing in the Highland League youth, weren't you? It must have been odd for for your teammates. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, there I can't have been many the, people getting called up for international duty out the Highland League. No, not not many other <laughs> internationalists on, on the Keith team at the time. So uh, no, it was uh, yeah, strange predicament. One of one of the number of strange predicaments you find yourself in when you're representing such a small country. Yeah, because yeah. th- what is it? A population of a fifty-three thousand, roughly, or something? I think I read yeah, that. That's, cor- that's correct. Yeah. Well, so you mentioned there that you moved back to the Faroes so that was a family decision not a football decision really uh, yeah no that was a parents decision yeah. and uh, and uh, luckily for them I was I was completely on board with it I was 17 mm-hmm. at the time so uh, um, I, I thought it was uh, yeah I was excited to be moving uh, back to the Faroe Islands and uh, my two other siblings they were so young that uh, yeah, yeah they, I mean they didn't have much of a say but um, <laughs> I don't think they were opposed to the idea either so uh Everything went well, and we moved there, and they finished their school in in the Faroe Islands, and I I started uh, playing football with B36 at the time when I when and, we moved back. And they're one of the, if not the biggest club in the Faroes. Are the B36 a, a great club to to start off at and be involved in? Yeah, um, it's it's one of the bigger clubs, and uh, and uh, I probably would say it's uh, it, it's one of the teams from Torshavn, and uh, probably the. The less successful of the two capital uh, capital teams, but okay. um, during my time we were we enjoyed a, a lot of success. Yeah. Won 
three titles, uh, the the cup once, and uh, had a few good runs in Europe. So uh, yeah. just when I was there, we uh, we enjoyed a lot of success. But um, it's been a bit up and down throughout its uh, its history. So, uh, but um, a, f- a, f- a fantastic club, and uh, both uh, it's a club my father and grandfather also played for. So it's brilliant. Uh, got a bit of history. History there, there, eh? Yeah. Quality. Where would the the Faroes League? Set in comparison with, say, the Scottish leagues, where would that top league fit in in the Scottish system? Do you think standard-wise, or is it difficult to compare? I think it's it's so difficult to compare because uh, um, at the moment, I would say the league is a little bit cut in two. There yeah. are uh, okay. there are five reasonably strong teams. Maybe a couple of teams were a bit stronger than the rest, being uh, mm. uh, HB and uh, Claxwick, the two. Uh, strongest teams in the league and then there's three teams who are very solid no. and uh, and then five teams below who are uh, uh, a little bit off off the pace mm-hmm. set by by the top teams and uh, and it depends i mean i mean i could compare it to um scottish league 1 or or, or the championship in scotland but mm-hmm. then then you have some kind some results for yeah, example yeah. our clax weeks run in europe last in the europa league last year we uh, yeah. We played against young boys in the Champions League. We lost three uh, one, mm-hmm. uh, and then we we beat the champions of. Uh, oh, where where was it? The champions of again? I've already forgotten the name of the team. <laughs> uh, they they were the champions of an Eastern European country. Okay. I can't remember why. I don't remember their names. But we beat them five one, right. and then got to a, a playoff game to get to the Europa League group stages against right. Dundalk, and uh, unfortunately we lost. Right, cool. So. Uh, so it's it is it's difficult hard to, to compare, see. yeah. But your current club, you think they would compete in the in the SPL? Uh, no, I, I no. would have to say probably not in the in the Scottish okay. Premier League. Yeah. I, I don't think so. I mean, sure, we could get a result against uh, mm-hmm. some of the teams in there, but um, on on a whole season basis, um, I can't. I can't see us doing yeah, it. I'm not yeah. saying it's impossible, but um, with with the resources and uh, and and the. Mm-hmm. That's infrastructure it. and so on. It's it's difficult to it's say. Hard to compare. But, uh, it's the same when people say would Rangers and Celtic be flop in England? You know, with the resources they would get for being there, it's hard to say. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Because I think uh, Celtic and Rangers can play fantastic football, mm-hmm. and uh, and and sure they win more often than than they lose. But I mean, you look at the 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 sort of the money and the, and the the widespread. Uh, quality of football players that you have in England it's it's right. so difficult to say That's and I'm sure Rangers and Celtic could beat uh, any Premier League team on their day and but it's, it's, it, it's, it's a case of doing it for 40 games in it, throughout a whole season and uh, and uh, I'm not going to say if they can or they can't do it <laughs> but uh, it's, it's it's so difficult to say right. uh, What were you doing sort of job wise if it was a part time gig then did you have a job were you still studying in that first spell uh, when I moved back home, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just, I, I just finished uh, secondary school. I, mm-hmm. I went to Robert Gordon's College, so I finished my secondary education, and right. uh, and uh, I decided it was a little bit too early to go to uni, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I did a load of different things. I just, honestly, I just, I just had a blast. <laughs> I was, uh, I was, a, I tried being a PE teacher. I was, a, I was uh, helping a joiner, uh, <laughs> refurbishing the house we were moving into. Um, I was a postman. I worked in a sushi restaurant. I worked in a toy <laughs> store. I went off. I went for two months away on a fishing trawler, right. and uh, and a, 
I played six months in uh, uh, professional football in Bromby also uh-huh. uh, when I was 19. Okay, yeah, I did and, read uh, that. You have the Bron- there wasn't. A- I couldn't find any stats for Bromby, but uh, you you went to Denmark to to play for for a season. Uh, yeah, I was there for six months mm-hmm. playing for the the under twenty one squad. Yeah, okay. And uh, never never got a game for for the first team. And uh, to be honest, I was I was a bit off. Okay. Off, uh, Big good club though, aren't they, Bromby? A lot of history. Yeah, fa- fantastic club, and uh, and uh, I really enjoyed my time. And uh, it was the first time that I'd lived on my own. So um, I guess maybe I grew up a little uh-huh. bit too in that Became time. A man. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was the first time I tried that. So um, it was yeah, it was it was a fantastic time, and uh, they uh, they paid for my apartment and uh, I had my car with me and uh, so I was just uh, nice. um, sustaining myself and uh, just uh, yeah living off off my own wage so uh, I grew up a little bit during that time and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah really enjoyed myself. Brilliant I mean forgive my ignorance but is the Faroes are connected to Denmark aren't they um, although they're sort yeah. of an autonomous region there's a connection yeah, uh, with Denmark isn't there? Yeah, uh, we usually say that we we share the monarch, and okay. um, it's, it's like we 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 live under the the Danish royal rule, okay, yeah. if you like. Share share the monarch, just uh, but um, have a self governing uh, mm-hmm. or self autonomous government, however you want to, okay. to phrase it. So we have our own government and uh, our own law, but but some of the international laws over, uh, overreach us and. Uh, uh, okay. It's uh, sort of similar to Scotland, similar really. Sounds. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. After Scotland Aye. got their their parliament and so yeah. on, and uh, it, it is a similar similar case, and it's the same case with uh, with Greenland also. Yes, Aye. So, uh, you have Denmark and you have uh, Faroe Islands in Greenland. And language wise, is it is it similar? Or is it the same? Faroe's got their own sort of distinct yeah, language. We, yeah, yeah, we we certainly have our own language, but um, for uh, English speaking people, I would say it's it is it is similar to Danish, okay. much like uh, much like Swedish and Norwegian uh, are similar to Danish, and uh, Faroese is also similar to Icelandic in in another way. Uh, so, uh, yeah. this the Scandinavian countries almost uh, once you learn Faroese and Danish, then you can okay, almost you can understand any mm-hmm. Scandinavian person. Yeah. Okay. Is is football the main sport in the Faroese? Football is the number one sport. Aye, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, I think the uh, yeah. I've never actually. Uh, I mean, I think rowing is what you call the uh, the international. No, what's it called? Uh, we have rowing as the, the the country sport, like the traditional okay, sport. Uh, the national but, but sport. Most yeah. most people most people participate in uh, in football and enjoy football, and then we have uh, handball. I believe is a close okay, second. Okay. Um, I hear that the the derbies in in Torshevin are getting quite feisty. I believe there's a lot of red cards happening there, and teams that are nine men in cup finals and things. Yeah, I've been <laughs> part of a few of those. Yeah, is it a, is it a heated rivalry or is it more of a friendly one? I say it's a very friendly rivalry between between the fans. You never okay. have any uh, any commotion in the in the stands or anything like that. But yeah. on the pitch, yeah, absolutely, it can get heated just because. <laughs> It means it means so much to the people. It's it's bragging rights for for the rest of uh, the next couple of months until we meet again. And uh, a couple of times uh, in a row, we met we met in the in the cup semi final mm-hmm. and also in the cup final. And uh, yeah, it was quite funny funny that um, 
yeah, in both of the games, we we went down to nine men, B thirty six, and uh, and eventually uh, won. Won so, them both, eh? <laughs> yeah. So it was uh, for us being the younger and the less successful club of the two. It was a really, yeah. it was a real stick to beat them over with uh, for. For for the fans for the next couple of yeah I think we're still talking about it actually so. brilliant um, you mentioned it there but you you came back uh, obviously for your studies you came back to Scotland and, and it was Keith you first played for in the Highland League Highland League's a, a league I enjoy watching uh, how how was that experience yeah. for you oh it was great it's uh, uh, yes yeah, so when I came back then uh, I, I just uh, we just moved away before I managed to. Uh, to, to get my chance playing for the for the first team of Keith, so when mm-hmm. actually when I came back as as a twenty one year old, it was quite it was a sort of nostalgic kind of uh, <laughs> kind of closing of the chapter that I finally because I played for the youth and, and worked my way up, then it was a it was a great feeling to, yeah. to play for the first team for Keith and alongside with a lot of the guys who had who had been uh, big important players when mm-hmm. I was watching and, and looking up to the likes of Cami Keith and. And, and these kind of guys, you know, so that that was that was really good, really good fun, and we had a we had a reasonably successful season. I'm not sure where we finished, but uh, we finished. Uh, I mean, in an okay position, and I think we got to a semi final in the cup and so on. And uh, and they were very keen on me continuing so, and and so on. And uh, yeah, got to know those guys, and uh, and one thing that I. I I really enjoyed was the was the social uh-huh. the social banner that you would have and uh, and that kind of thing. They were a great bunch of guys and and so funny. Brilliant, but a few stories to be told in that uh, that squad and night suit, I believe. Yeah, I mean you, you've got your trips up to Wick and, uh-huh. and, and so on and uh, all, all these kind of stuff. And uh, obviously, you have to sing a song once you have your debut and stuff. Uh-huh. And, and you just uh, you just make a, a lot of good nights out and pub yeah. crawls and so on. And that, that's when you really get to know your teammates. I think on social social nights like that, and uh, I just say all all of the guys were were great fun, and uh, there was a really good a really good feeling and unity around the, around the team. So um, I, I really enjoyed it. Brilliant, Cammy Keith, obviously goal machine for Keith. I think he's their top scorer now, isn't he, of, of all time? But who, who yeah. else impressed you when you were there? Uh, before I, before I left, I, I used to think that the guy Jamie McAllister was a really good player, okay. very direct uh, player, yeah. and uh, and uh, actually really fearless. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was playing for uh, a different team when I came when I came back. I can't remember the the, the name of the team, but um, once I came back, he he left. He was but, playing um, in the juniors, thought, wasn't he? For a while, I think he played for Dice, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. I played Aye. I played against mm-hmm. him for uh, Banks of D. Uh, he was a goal yeah. machine as well. Is it? Is it his brother that plays for, for Cove now? Rory? Is that his brother? Two good players there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, you obviously impressed at Keith then because your next club was, was Forfa. Yeah. They must have been uh, uh, scouting, were they? Dick Campbell? So who brought you there? Uh, I can't remember exactly who it, who it was who recommended me. I think it was a, perhaps a university connection uh, because yeah. I was... Uh, I was playing uni football as well and uh, playing for the Scottish unis. And uh, I think uh, Dick's son, uh, Ross Campbell, yeah, he, played he was involved. Yeah. He, he played for four far and mm-hmm. was involved with the with the Scottish unis. And uh, and I think he he saw me play and said, "Listen, if you're interested, uh, 
there are a couple of other guys who are traveling from from Aberdeen. I think Nicky Lowe and the guys oh, like yeah. that who mm-hmm. were playing for Aberdeen, they were on loan there. Okay. So um, I traveled down with Nicky for uh, um, f- uh, for a couple of training sessions and, and a bounce game. And, mm. and before I know it, they, yeah, Dick really liked me and uh, I liked him. Uh, we, we got on really well. Aye. He liked, I think he, he liked the, my character and my, my persona and then also the way I played. And uh, yeah, they offered me a contract, and uh, I think I was there for two years. Yeah, he, he always comes across in interviews and that as, as a as a good guy, Dick Campbell, and uh, he's obviously yeah had success he, at that level over a number of years. Yeah, he, I mean, he can seem a bit intimidating, but but <laughs> once you get to know him and uh, and when you understand that he just uh, he, he he wants to win and he right. wants to fire up his players, then uh, then you really see that that he's he's a really nice guy. And the same with his brother Pink; they were just. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, two two unique and uh, and great characters who, uh, yeah, who, who really just just love football. Brilliant. So that was, I think, League One in Scotland, which is the second division. Um, how was the jump from Highland League to second division at that point? Was it was it tough? Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was tough. I think I no. was uh, I was improving as a, as a player as well at that time mm-hmm. and. Uh, and uh, getting better all the time. I think I must have been 22, 23 at the time. And uh, it was just about, around about the time when I had my breakthrough on the national team. Okay. So um, it, it, even though the, the quality of player that you were playing against was had improved in mm-hmm. comparison to the, the Highland League, um, it wasn't something that I wasn't used to. No. So uh, I think uh, I did okay and took it in my stride and... Uh, um, I was playing almost every game for four, four. Sometimes in the midfield, sometimes in defence. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, e- even when we played against uh, the likes of Rangers, maybe Rangers were a, were a class above us. But that was also uh, a, uh, a really fun aspect of it, having getting the chance to play against them while yeah. Ali McCoy was the coach and stuff. Amazing. That was, uh-huh. yeah, that was great fun. So. Who, who did you grow up supporting? Um, I, I tried to support Aberdeen all yeah. the way, all the way up through. Tried to remain loyal and <laughs> so on. And but uh, no, there there were some good times and there were some tough times. So, uh, but um, it was it was quite quite interesting when uh, Ebby Skodal became the was the manager mm. because he of yeah. course he, he was Danish and uh, a couple of Norwegian and Scandinavian players came at that time. Uh, yeah, Sol, yeah, Errol Stavrum, Thomas Solberg, and uh, these kind of guys and. Uh, so but I was a little bit too young to be uh, that interested in football. I just Aye. recognized the names and then, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's from Norway. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Aberdeen. Wow. <laughs> I was, uh, but, uh, but no, I always tried to support Aberdeen. Brilliant. Brilliant. Some good players I noticed in that uh, four for squad while you were there. Uh, a couple that stand out. Uh, Gavin Swanky, a great player, was he? Yeah. F- uh, fantastic player. He used to, he had this ability just to, he would just glide through. He didn't mm-hmm. he didn't actually look to be a very fast player, but um, when you saw him run alongside other players and he would often have the ball with him, he would just glide past them and then you'd think, wow, he's actually going really fast. And uh, <laughs> and uh, he had a kind of, he had a finisher's brain. He would uh, see, uh, see solutions to uh, tight angles and stuff and he would chip the ball into the far post when... When you wouldn't really see that that was a yeah. a possibility, you know, <laughs> and uh, scored scored a lot of goals for us while I was at Forfar. Because uh, I, I think Forfar beat Rangers that season. I think they put them out of the cup, didn't they? And one of the years you were there, and Swank, you got a double. Yeah, that's right. 
must have been some party after that for yeah i wish i could say i was uh, involved but i think i was still uh, i was back home during the summer playing uh, oh, okay. football with b36 and uh, uh, the uni hadn't started again so oh, okay uh, unfortunately i missed, missed that one they'll yeah. still be talking about that forever more and for though yeah absolutely that was <laughs> yeah 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 that was that was something else yeah, if if Swanky was fast, then uh, then uh, Sani was was probably the complete opposite. But what what a fantastic uh, technique he had, and and okay. his ability to hold the ball up and bring it down, and and uh, bring other players into play, and always good for a goal as well. He was uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. very effective player. In the bit of a club legend was he? Is it Martin Fotheringham? Yeah, yeah, another good yeah. one. Yeah. He, Good, good playmaker, and also uh, Barry Sellers as well. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I, I, got, I got on well with Barry, and uh, he he um, tried to get me to come back to Forfar when they when they were struggling a bit, but okay. I just settled in at Bank City. Ah, and Barry was doing a uh, he was um, part of the coaching staff then, but okay. Barry was also a fantastic player and such a such a nice guy. And then, and then uh, you had the veterans, Rob Douglas and Marvin Andrews joined. Uh, they must have had a few <laughs> stories to tell, and the experience in the dressing room must have been fantastic. Yeah, and I, yeah, one thing that I mean, uh, yeah, Rob was just a, a great, great professional, and used to do uh, uh, goalkeeping training as well mm. as uh, as uh, during his time at Forfar. But I mean, just an absolute beast of a man, <laughs> and uh, he just would fill that goal. Yeah. And uh, just just an intimidating kind of presence he had, and Isn't I'm not it? sure he probably learned how to use it. But I mean, just just without even wanting to be, he would just he's just so big. So mm-hmm. when he would come out of the goal and close you down, I mean, you would you, you'd start to get scared almost before you finish, <laughs> and you'd almost missed even before you'd kick the ball. You know? Aye, uh, yeah. That's but he he's a, a great goalkeeper. Obviously, if, uh, uh, on on the way down, in his he career, must have been step, close step, to forty step, then, down. if not past it. Yeah, I think he was actually. Yeah, and and the same with Big Marv also. Aye, yeah, but Marv, I mean, may, maybe he'd lost a little bit of his pace and stuff. But I mean, he still had the muscles and the physique, and uh, he wouldn't have lost yeah. much in the air, I'd imagine. No, <laughs> an unbelievable leap. Aye, could, yeah, yeah, he, he he could almost fly. Amazing. Um, Doug, Douglas had obviously played in a in a UEFA Cup final, so I mean, that's for for whoever he was training as a goal as the other goalie. That must have been superb. Yeah, I remember watching. I remember watching that uh, cup final, and I was gutted when they. Uh-huh. It was against Porto. They That's lost, right. wasn't it? Yeah, Mourinho. Yeah, yeah, and uh, because if I was if if I was to support either of the the old thirteen old firm teams, then uh, I guess it was Celtic. But that was only because <laughs> of Henrik Larsson. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Used to used to really enjoy watching him play. Uh-huh. So is the Scandinavian the countries? They all reasonably friendly it's not like a Scotland England rivalry do they all sort of support each other mm, no I wouldn't no. say so I'd say <laughs> may, maybe we do because Aye, okay. Aye. Uh, we can I mean historically we haven't really competed with them I mean mm. we, we hope to and, and uh, when, yeah. when we play against them then then of course we try to win and and we'll especially try to win against Denmark now that we've got them Hope's in our so. group that, yeah. would, that would be absolutely <laughs> fantastic we're, but, we're um, thinking the same <laughs> yeah, but no, it's it's not like uh, it's not like England Scotland. No. that uh, that when when England are in the World Cup, you actively support the other team. It's yeah. it's, uh, it's it's not that kind of thing. I like to see Denmark do well. I like to see Sweden do well. I like to see Norway do well. I like to see Iceland do well. I like yeah. to see them yeah. all do well. 
but they won't support each other. No, <laughs> I, would, I, I wouldn't imagine. Maybe some Danes and some Swedes because they have the they share share the bridge there and uh, ah, Stockholm okay. and uh, and the Copenhagen uh, mm. uh, factor. You know, they, they they get on well and so on. Uh, yeah. Some of them, but um, but no, not not in the same way Faroese do. I think we're we're a little bit more. Maybe we're a little <laughs> bit more friendly in that sense. Um, so. Uh, did you go back to Pharaohs? Was that because your, your studies had came to an end? Um, had you always planned to, to go back home? Yeah. All right. uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, when I finished, once I finished my studies in 2016, um, yeah, it was. it's always my plan to go back home and um, start doing a master's in, in the Faroe Islands. Okay, all right. And uh, I finished that in 2018. And uh, that's at the same time as uh, I got married to my wife, and uh, in 2019, we figured, oh, okay, well, uh, I'll have one more shot at being a professional football player because during my time studying, then I, I got a few offers and uh-huh. stuff, but couldn't couldn't really accept because I wanted to finish my studies yeah, first. Yeah. But then when I finished my masters in 2018, I think I was 29, right. and I thought, okay, we'll we'll give it one more go. So I went to Norway to play. Mm-hmm. To play football, and uh, I'm not even yeah, going to try and, and pronounce that team's name, but it was shortened to Hamcam, I think. Hamcam, yeah, <laughs> that's right. No, in the Norwegian second division, yeah. Aye. How was that experience yeah. then? Is that it was full time football, obviously, and it's a, it's a good standard the Norwegian football. Oh yeah, it's a very very good level in mm-hmm. the in the second division in Norway. It's there are 16 teams, I believe, and they're all every year they're they're so evenly matched. It's a, it's actually a fantastic league. You Aye. can. A team can lose lose almost their first seven games and still make the playoffs towards the end if, okay, they, yeah. if they put in a good uh, string of results. And uh, I mean, it's never over till it's over in that right. in that league. It's a bit like and, the championship uh, in England, isn't it? Regardless yeah, if, it, if you it put just, a good run together, you've got a chance. Yeah, it's up and down all season. And I think from a neutral perspective, it's I think it would be a fantastic league to watch. All the teams try to play good, uh, good, solid football. I've been there's known, there's uh, a lot of uh, really nice stadiums, a lot of really nice yeah. pitches, and uh, yeah, uh, I, I really enjoyed my year there. And it, it seems like the likes of uh, big teams in Scotland, like Celtic, are, are looking to that league now to pluck players from and then try and get a sell onto the English clubs because there's obviously a lot of talent there. Yeah, I definitely would say so. I mean, you don't have to go far. Many years back in uh, Erling Holland, he's playing yeah. in uh, in Brune in in the. You didn't have to play Norwegian against him, did you? What a nightmare that would have been. Yeah, no. Lo- luckily, <laughs> not. Uh, no, there was when we played against Norway. There were other good, uh-huh. other good Norwegian <laughs> attackers playing, but he would have been yeah. Uh, that would have been some some handful to deal with. Yeah, I think. I mean, it looks like he can do everything. I think he's going to go on to become one of the greatest players if he keeps going the way he is. He reminds me of a young Ronaldo when I real Ronaldo, Brazilian Ronaldo when he broke through. Yeah, I mean, he just he's only got one gear, that sixth gear, Aye. and uh, <laughs> there's only one thing in his mind, and that's scoring goals. Class. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a real beast. If, if we right, rewind a little bit, I think you said that you went when you first went home. It was two back-to-back titles with B36, wasn't it? So that, that must have been quality for that team. If you're saying they were the the lesser of the two, yeah, yeah. the the first um, The first championship came in 2011, and uh, that we we had just gone through quite a dry patch mm-hmm. for uh, championship titles before that. And then in 2014, uh, I think we, uh, uh, 
can't remember if we we almost uh, set a record for points. Not sure, yeah. but it, it was it was a comfortable league win. Aye. And uh, the next year we did it. Uh, it's the first time in the club's history they won back to back titles, and we did it reasonably comfortably. And mm. and that year we did it without without a striker. Huh. We uh, we just uh, played with an offensive player in attack. Okay, and the, the, the the team just gelled. We didn't we didn't change anything from the year before. And uh, just just continued, and uh, it just seemed like we'd found a winning formula, yeah. and did exactly the same thing the next year. Brilliant. We actually we had a new coach in 2015, and he did the exact right thing. He came in and he and he said, "Listen, you guys played fantastic last year. Just do the same thing this year, and you'll be fine." And, <laughs> Easy uh, job for yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, and that and it turns out he was right. So uh, sometimes that's the hardest thing for a coach is, is actually need to make changes. Yeah, if if they don't need to be made, then mm-hmm. you don't have to put your uh, your kind of stamp on things. Yeah. And he was he was actually smart enough to to realise that actually the the machine's working fine. Just let it Aye. do its thing. Aye. Well, I, I think I read that um, it's mostly, if not all, astroturf out there. But what are the the facilities and the stadiums and that like over there? Because I sometimes think Scotland is getting left behind a bit when you look at how Iceland have made changes. Um, is it superior over here still, or, or are the great facilities in the Faroes? And uh, the facilities, I would say, have improved so much over the last uh, uh, ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go back ten years, then you're playing on some really uh, horrific astroturf pitches. <laughs> you know the like sandpaper. Uh, uh, no, 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 not 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 that far back. But the the like the the three yeah, with yeah, the black rubber and yeah, uh, yeah. E- even when it's wet, the ball will bobble, you know. <laughs> and uh, then I think I don't know if it was a combined decision or an influx of cash coming from the football federation or what. But but over a period of uh, two three years, and everything had changed, and uh, almost every pitch was really nice, uh, really smooth to play on. Slide tackles without getting uh, getting the friction <laughs> burns on your legs and stuff. Yeah, and uh, and about the same time, all the clubs who didn't have they uh, they upgraded their changing rooms and okay. uh, and would uh, make these uh, big stands with changing rooms underneath that are quite Aye, quite yeah. similar to the the ones that you have in Devonvale. You yeah. know those mm-hmm. uh, Princess Royal, yeah, uh, yeah, that kind of standard at at, at the minimum. Yeah. So um, okay. it really got upgraded then. And uh, in in terms of the national stadium, now we've uh, also started building uh, um, a fully, uh, how do you say, a, f- a fully seated uh, stand around the stadium that okay, goes all yeah, the way yeah. around. So it's, is that it's the stadium that's by the court. water, or is that a different one they sometimes use? No, that that's uh, that's not used so often. You mean the one, the notorious Dorf? one up on the hill? Yeah, yeah. I think Scotland yeah, that's, played that's there before. Tofter. I think that's when they drew, wasn't it, with Scotland there? At Tofter, yeah, that's right. You? Yeah. I've still yes. got nightmares about that one. Bertie Vox. Yeah, oh, yeah. Bertie Vox did not have a nice time. At the no. Gym. <laughs> Great. No, that, uh, that's, that's a different one. Stadium, that's, uh, that, that stadium's uh, used, uh, primarily used for youth matches now. Okay. Not so many uh, first team right. matches. Okay. Well, I'm hoping right. that I'll, I'll be in this new stadium in, in October and uh, I'll promise not to boo you too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you'll, you'll get to see it then. I think yeah. it'll be finished by then. And, uh, and uh, yeah, the construction's looking really good, and uh, and I think I'm not sure about the capacity of maybe seven, eight thousand. I think okay, brilliant. Which is which is a lot compared to the yeah. if you compare it to the population of the country. So uh, yeah. so it's going to be really nice, and especially if if we get to have our supporters back at some point, then it'll be mm-hmm. it'll be really good. 
how, how you mentioned about the Highland League and, and the sort of social scene aspect of it being massively important and, and good fun. How's the social scene in, in Faroes football and uh, the celebrations like compared to here? Oh, yeah. Um, depends what club you go to, but um, uh, yeah. it is it, it can be actually quite quite incredible. Uh, <laughs> one one uh, experience that, that I can shed a bit of light on was uh-huh. when we. Uh, when we did the double over Greece in 2014 and 15 mm. with the with the national team, yeah, me. then uh, we uh, we we played over in Greece and uh, we beat them one 0 at their place and uh, and everyone was having a joke and a laugh because I think ten months or eight eight ten months later we were due to play them in our home stadium. Okay, yeah. and everyone was joking. All right, now we're favourites. Now we're going to beat them. <laughs> Beat them easy this time, and yeah, yeah fine. Yeah. Yeah. We we got a win against Greece, who were the strongest seeded team in the group. That's right, mm-hmm. and everyone was yeah, okay. If you lose all the rest of your games, where it doesn't matter, you beat yeah. Greece away. That's amazing. <laughs> um, and we went, we beat them two one. That's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the the night scene afterwards in the town, and uh, <laughs> some of the pictures that were taken there, they, were, they came a little bit of a uh, a shower during the game, uh-huh. uh, a bit a bit of rain, and there was an there was a fantastic rainbow that went right over the stadium and the stadium was full of people and everyone was singing and and it had this amazing kind of like echoing effect where people were just in such a great mood and the weather was fantastic and after the game was finished we beat them 2-1 and everything all the the places in town just opened up and all the players everyone got everything was free people were coming up and taking pictures with us and selfies with us and that's that's a bit foreign a bit strange to us because we know everyone yeah, yeah. Here, here on the islands but i mean everyone <laughs> just wanted to document the yeah document what happened and uh everyone was just in such a fantastic mood and went on long into the night amazing that must be up there with, with some of the best moments of your career yeah absolutely right. well before we get on to to talking more about the pharaohs in international football i, I need to ask you about your, your move back to scotland and playing for for banks id because I obviously played uh-huh. against you once or twice. I'm at, I was actually a different side physio, but the, the goalies, for some reason, never fancied playing against Banks ID. I'm not sure why, but uh, I often got <laughs> stuck in goals because my brother was a manager. Um, oh, yeah. So you've probably scored against me, um, and you've certainly, teams that you've played in have, have put plenty of goals past me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I can tell you one thing. I remember I played there, I played at Devon, against Devon side away one time because I was only a Banks ID for one season. Yeah. And, um, I forget the name of the manager who was who brought me to uh, Bank City or who was the manager when I yeah. when I joined, but um, we played there and I think we were winning four 0 right. or something. My brother was telling me about that time. today. <laughs> yeah, and it turns out we lost the game five four. That's right, John. Well, John, my brother was the manager at the time. Um, yeah, and the game actually got moved on to Devon Vale's pitch uh, because yeah, Canal right. Park was waterlogged. Yeah, um, and uh, he was reminding me because I wasn't sure if you'd played in that one but he thought you, you had but uh, yeah, yeah it was 4-1 at half time and uh, I don't know what he said in his team talk but it was one of different side best ever victories <laughs> yeah it was an unbelievable match and after the game then uh, I remember then our manager came in I can't remember his name but um, I think maybe, he left after he that didn't matter. he yeah, he, he came in and he said, "Right, boys, that's it. I'm uh, yeah. I just wanted to let you know I'm I'm finished. I'm uh, off. That's it. Stop." And didn't say where he was going. I think he went. I think to he went to Huntley, didn't he? After. Yeah, that's right. I think he went to Huntley. Uh, yeah. yeah, 
Unbelievable. He went there afterwards. And oh, well. I remember Sandy and Tom just standing there thinking, fuck <laughs> me. Sandy, he, Sandy was really, yeah, he was really pissed off. But, they, but our, and our, um, Sandy and Tom took over and they okay, won yeah. the league and the cup ah, and everything, everything yeah. finished fine. So. That was a great season for you personally, wasn't it? League Cup double. And I think you got the, did you get the league player of the year that year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought that. Was that yeah, a stroll in the so. park for you playing junior football over here? I wouldn't say strolling in a park, but um, I, I say it was just a uh, great fun because yeah, yeah. I mean, great not, team bounce he had as well. Yeah, there were a lot of very good players. So uh, uh, I mean, uh, it wasn't as if uh, I did it all on my own or anything yeah, like yeah. that. I would never, no, definitely wasn't the case. I was a solid <laughs> player on a solid team, yeah. and uh, and we had some good results, and uh, yeah, and we managed to win some silverware and. Uh, I guess they they thought thought it fitting to to name me the player of the year, and I think the league did also. So uh, yeah, it, it played out really well for me, and uh, I really just loved my time there. Right. Just uh, just uh, nice facilities and playing on the AstroTurf. I mean, usually I prefer to play on AstroTurf. Ah, yeah, that's uh, right. They've got the Astro with all due Park, respect don't they? to Highland League uh, football pitches. They sometimes some of the pitches are fantastic, but when you have the, the weather that you have in Scotland during uh, the winter and stuff, it's impossible to keep it up. And uh, and uh, then the Banks of D obviously had their AstroTurf, and uh, yeah, it was just. Uh, just a 15 minute walk from my my apartment where I was mm-hmm. staying so mm-hmm. it was nice and easy and uh, training there twice a week and uh, playing matches at the weekend and, were you uh, over that year for work or was no, it was just I, a I year was, was it I was I was studying oh you were back studying yeah uh, I was in my fi- final year okay I was uh, okay okay yeah, yeah. Um, it's a so great season there, but you you also played a big part in Devon sides, one of Devon sides' best results in recent memory as well. So, uh. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. That's <laughs> that's also fine. By me. Yeah, I think we maybe got relegated that year, possibly. But oh, did uh, you? We're back. We're back in the Super League again now, so it's not so bad. Um, oh, uh, were you playing international football then while you were at Bank City? Uh, yeah, I can't remember which games I would have been playing at the time. I think do I, um, did you play against Kosovo? Yeah, I think maybe near long after you played at Princess Royal. I'm sure somebody mentioned that it was a friendly in Germany against Kosovo or something. But um, that yeah, must have been that, some that, adjust, be right. some adjustment that, that. playing against different side one week to playing against uh, elite level international players the next. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll tell you, it, it definitely was. But um, I think. Even more than that adjustment, I think in in two thousand and two thousand and twelve it will have been. Um, I was uh, I just signed for four four, and because mm. uh, 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 Dick hadn't, uh, uh, I was new in the club and stuff, mm. so I wasn't in the squad. But um, I remember, I think we were at Stenhouse Muir, I think it was, and I wasn't in the squad because uh, okay. I was new and I really, really hadn't proven my worth yeah. at four four yet. So I was, I was in the stands watching the game, and I think we won that game. But then uh, straight after the game, I, I was, uh, I was driven to the airport and I went to uh, <laughs> Hanover to uh, play ninety minutes against Germany, who went on to win the World <laughs> Cup. I think I seen a, a photo of you putting an attack on on Mario Götze, who actually scored the winning goal in the World Cup. Yeah, exactly. I mean that the, the Germany team, <laughs> the Germany team that we played then, because it was the first game of the qualifiers. Uh, I'll yeah. still remember it. I still remember the team they started. The, they lined up with. I think uh, they had they had Neuer in goals. They had Lam on right back. They had Hummels <laughs> and Mertesacker in defence. They had Bad yeah. Stuber on the left back, 
And then they had the midfield trio of Kedira, Ozil and Goetze. They had Royce on the left, Muller on the right and Mario Gomez up top. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah Fair that's, four. That's Fair to, to Germany. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those games where you just uh, you, you can almost not believe that these guys are just they're right next to you, you know. I think you're um, your forefathers first and probably still only internationalist. Yeah, uh, <laughs> possibly. Yeah, act, active international. Yeah, Aye, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could could be right. Yeah, right. You've also uh, you've also at club level played uh, Champions League football, Europa League. I think you, often against Linfield at a red, but you've had a tie against yeah. Besiktas as well. It must have been amazing out there. Yeah, had uh, yeah. That's Besiktas is one of the. One of the experiences that um, that I would like to remember as long as I can, but right. one of the results that I can that I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I think we lost five yeah. or six on the night. Yeah, but uh, but no, that was fantastic. We lost the first one two nil at home, and then five or six nil away. But um, no, that that was also fantastic. Must yeah. be a buzz lining up with that theme blasting though the champ when you're in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it does give you chills. Right. Yeah. And uh, it was what what a fantastic stadium they have. It's uh, it's such a strange stadium because we, we we drove past it and uh, it looked like the the stands went so high up into the into the sky. But then you realise that actually when you get in the stadium, the stadium the pitch uh, okay. I don't know how many meters below ground it is, but uh, it's, even it's a bit like a new camp, is it? Yeah, it's even deeper than than it looks. Uh, so when, okay. when you're on the pitch, you're just looking <laughs> up, and it's yeah, it's some stadium. Brilliant. Turkey's a place yeah. I've never been. Following Scotland, actually, I'll hopefully tick that one off at some point. Um, yeah. So your current club, you've been there a year or so now. They're another another of the the big uh, giants, uh, the Faroese League, um, challenging for honours this season. Yeah, we hope to be. We've had a good start. Hi. Uh, we've we've played three, we've won three, and uh, all the other teams have dropped points. Okay. And uh, and uh, like I said, the, the league's uh, divided a little bit up into two, and uh, mm. some of the top teams have already lost points against the bottom half, which okay. uh, which was a tendency which didn't really happen last year. So it's looking really uh, yeah uh, really good to start off with. But we've only played three matches, of course. We we played yeah. twenty seven games. It's ah, a long way and, to go. Uh, yeah, the next one is a the next one will be a big one because it's against HB, ah, okay. who, uh, who were the winners last year. Okay, and uh, and they've only managed to get four points from uh, nine possible. So, uh, so it, it can be a really good chance to get one one over on them and uh, yeah. to pull away. Okay. So it's a, a big big match when we come yeah, back. Yeah. How has the league coped with sort of added challenges of uh, COVID and the pandemic and things? Is it is it managed to get going okay? <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, compared to the other leagues um, across the world, we we were one of the leagues that were uh, least affected by mm. by the coronavirus. We the season last year was uh, delayed for about two months, I think, around uh, round about the time when everything was just uh, was just stopped. Mm. And then our league was the first one to resume, I think, in Europe. And uh, we okay. suddenly we started getting interest from uh, Norway and Denmark, <laughs> and uh, yeah, a few some TV, TV deals right? were getting sold, and the Norwegians were making a fantasy <laughs> fantasy league for uh, Faroese football players. Oh, it was really fun. Yeah, 
amazing. So, so uh, we got some interest for the Faroese uh, League at that time. I think maybe it's died down a bit now since <laughs> all the other leagues have uh, restarted and the, the level of them and standard of them are uh, a little bit higher than ours. But it was really fun while it, while it lasted. Uh, brilliant. Uh, now, I love international football. I admire, uh, I'm a massive Scotland fan, as listeners will, will know. I'll only bang on about it a bit. Mm-hmm. It must have been a hugely proud moment to pull on that Faroese shirt for the, for the first time and represent your country. Yeah. Absolutely, I remember my my first uh, official international game. It was uh, in Iceland. Okay, and uh, <clears throat> actually, um, I played, or I was training with Aberdeen Football Club uh, for a period of time when I was uh, studying, mm. uh, just after an injury. So uh, when when Craig Brown and uh, Archie Knox were ah, yeah. were the coaches ah, yeah. there, I think it must have been around about 2012. Okay, yeah, it would have been. And, I suppose uh, Craig Brown not long ago for this. Uh, it would have been about then, yeah. And uh, so, so um, uh, I was training with them, and uh, I can't, don't know if I can say I got to know, but um, I had a few conversations with uh, Kari Arneson. Oh yeah. So he was playing for Iceland on on that day, and we we swapped shirts after that game. And uh, actually, Ida uh, uh, Gudjonsson came on uh, oh, okay. for uh, maybe ten minutes and got to play against him. So that was uh, that was quite quite big for me to uh, play against those guys on my oh, on my yeah. debut. So um, and I always always thought Carl was a really yeah, seemed seemed like a really nice guy. He used to he saw me walking. <laughs> I used to walk from uh, Union Street to Petardry okay. uh, to train it, uh, and then and then catch the bus to Uni when I would train with with oh, Aberdeen. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, he he saw me a couple of times and gave me a lift. So uh, nice always, guy. always struck me as a nice guy. Right. So you got your first goal for your country last year, I think, against Latvia. Did that top debut? Getting that, yeah, getting that first goal was it a screamer? No, I wouldn't say it was a screamer. <laughs> and, uh, but um, no, it was an important goal. Uh, we were one behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, and it got us a point. Yeah, uh, which proved to be important at the end because uh, I mean we we won our. You group, won your nation's league I mean, group, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I'm not sure if that would have changed the result or or however of the group, mm. but um, it, it gave us a point anyway and stopped. Uh, Latvia from from getting Aye. two extra points at yeah. least so yeah. so that was nice and it was on my my thirtieth uh, international so uh, yeah uh, I'm keeping that keeping that shirt and uh, definitely I'll, I'll hang that up on the wall of my house once I Amazing. once I build it in the man in the man cave <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I think um, you've also got assists against Portugal and Spain in your name as well is that would that really yeah. right Aye. yeah I think maybe the one against Portugal is uh, a little bit clutching because uh, <laughs> it's it, it was a duel uh, between me and uh, yeah between me and the guy uh, used to play for Real Madrid Pepe oh I mm-hmm. and I think uh, I flick the ball onto his head and then it goes on and then the guy uh, uh, on our team he volleys it in so but, I'd be I mean, claiming I'll, that I'll take it if they want to give uh, me it and uh, <laughs> but the one against Spain that's definitely an assist definitely yours well. yeah <laughs> so both. Both headers, both assists were headers, and my goal against Latvia was a header as well. So, brilliant, brilliant. The, the Nations yeah. League, uh, we've talked about that there. It's kind of given hope to the smaller nations, isn't it? That there's a route into tournaments because, again, for Scotland, it's hard enough to qualify for a tournament, but for the Faroes, we have a population of 53,000. It's, it's now on impossible. But this Nations League really offers a route in for, for the smaller nations. So, you must be hoping, you know, that must be your target, is it, for the Faroes through, through that route? 
yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a much bigger chance than, uh, mm-hmm. like you said, with uh, uh, competing against the in in, in the bigger groups with yeah. the for the yeah. World Cup and the, the Euro Cup European qualifiers. But um, uh, yeah, I think Scotland they qualify through nations. That's how we got they? through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, that just goes to show that uh, last time Scotland were playing was in 98 wasn't that's it that's right yeah when, when they 98 I was 15 at the time I'm, I'm going to be 38 soon <laughs> yeah I remember that, that that was the first World Cup I watched as Aye. well and yeah but um, but no um, so a fantastic thing for uh, not only small like the, the smallest of small nations but also yeah, for uh, yep. teams that have been so close but um, just didn't manage the, yeah. the last part so uh, I think it's fantastic so, and I'm I'm actually so so happy that Scotland have, have qualified uh, now, now it gives gives us a team to support. Special place in your heart for Scotland. Obviously, spent a lot of time here. Even though you're you're, you're obviously a Faroe Islands international, you you hope to see Scotland do well. Absolutely, uh, yeah, M- much more so than than England or Denmark uh, or, or or these teams. So yeah. Definitely have a special place for Scotland, and uh, and uh, if they manage to get some wins at the <laughs> at the finals, then I'll be absolutely over the moon. It will be fantastic, and I think they can. They have a. I've got they've, a good they've, feeling about they've our got group, a good yeah. squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I, I really, really have my fingers crossed for them, and uh, and of course, it doesn't mean that that I'm not going to try and try my <laughs> utmost to, to to beat them when we play against them. But um, uh-huh. but no, it's it's fantastic that they've managed to qualify, and I really hope they. They qualify regularly again. Mm-hmm. Well, you'll be playing at Hamden next week. Have you, have you played there before? Never. No, no. you never played against Queens Park, or it? No, no, okay. no. Never played there, and it's one of the. I say it's one of. Uh, yeah, it's probably the stadium mm-hmm. that's on my my like bucket list before I before I finish. I, I would love to play at Hamden. I've been to watch matches at Hamden and. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, never managed or ne- never played there, and uh, yeah, I would I would love to have the opportunity to play there. So um, if I'm if I'm playing and if I manage to stay fit, I've got a little bit of a problem with my back at the moment. So okay. I'm hoping to keep myself, uh, keep yourself injury free for that and one, fit eh? and uh, <laughs> available for selection. So uh, yeah, that would be that would be a dream come true to play there. Magic. You, you said that the, the mood's good in the Pharaohs Cup just now. Um, you've got three away games on the bounce. I think I saw. Uh, be targeting a, a four points for them. Mm, four points. I think that's high. Uh, <laughs> if we uh, if we win against Moldova, yeah. then uh, we can be satisfied. Aye, yeah. I, I think. I think being being realistic because I've played against Austria away before and it didn't it didn't play okay. out very well. Oh, they've got a good I mean, squad. Alibi I think we lost. Mm. Yeah, we lost six that that day. I think, right. Right. and uh, I know Scotland are so strong. Okay, who but, uh, who worries you, you in the Scotland squad? Who's who's the main man that's been identified? Uh, we've not talked anything about Scotland yet, <laughs> but uh, but the, the, it's funny you say that. But um, the the strikers, I mean. Uh, I'm not really the most uh, clued up on the strikers because you you've got like Ollie McBurney and yeah, these guys none who of them play. Can score goals. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, they they can't score goals in the Premier League. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. a lot a lot of players can't score goals in the Premier League. Yeah, but I'm it. sure, that's fantastic it. players. And uh, do you know if Che Adams is in? The yes, squad? yeah, he's been named in the squad. So we're, we're, we're looking and, forward uh, to seeing him. 
and has he is it has he showed up? I mean, yeah, so Shane McGarden. Well, as far as I know, uh, he's 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 certainly in the squad, and he's he's at training. I saw a picture of him training. So as long as he doesn't get an injury, I think he's he's in line okay. to get his first cap in, in one of these games. Wow. Okay. Um, great coup for for Scotland, uh, despite him. Uh, it's probably in the old granny rule, but we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's having a great season at Southampton. I think he'll be, he'll certainly be a thorn in a few teams' side. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thankful that that uh, two of the best uh, players in the in the Premier League, Scottish Prem, two of the best Scottish players in the Premier League, they play in the same position. So I don't know if you can play them both at the same time. Can uh, you? Well, yeah. Tierney will Tierney will play on the left or three at the back, and uh, Ro- Robertson will play left wing back. Wow, that's okay. how we that's how we've been playing the last sort of six games anyway. Oh, got to hear uh, that. But actually, Tierney had a, an amazing game at left wing back, so it might be different. But come the third game, Andy Robertson might need a rest. Tierney might play, and yeah. uh, maybe Considine or someone will play at the back. Who knows? Yeah, but that's uh, two abs- absolute machine of football <laughs> players. Those guys, they uh, can just Scotland tend to do that. Eh? We had two quality goalkeepers before, and sort of McGregor and Gordon for a while, and it just seems yeah. to go that way for Scotland. We've got nobody really that can be very effective at right back, but two world class left backs. but uh, well, there we go. But uh, Fuzz, you've played against Ronaldo, haven't you? Yeah. That, that must have been a horrible evening. <laughs> I didn't start well. Uh, yeah, I think we managed uh, a minute and fifty seconds, and he's okay. bicycle kick one into the into the near corner. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I think uh, no, that was a fantastic experience. Uh, and uh, yeah. to be honest, I, I don't think it, it wasn't a five-one game. No. But um, uh, like you said, like you spoke about earlier, I got my assist that game. And, yeah, yeah uh, nice, memorable one. And uh, I, I'm not sure if I made any any howler mistakes but uh, Ronaldo got a hat trick and uh, and uh, Portugal are Portugal and that's, uh, yeah, and that's Ronaldo that's there's no many defences Ronaldo has not scored a hat trick against so it's no, there's no shame in that that's for sure yeah exactly <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, brilliant well uh, Omar Akin you're, you're a push for time in the, in the camp uh, so if you could take me through your, your best 11 that you've played with to, to round things off that would be fantastic yeah, so uh, I went uh, in goals. Uh, I went for Rab Douglas. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, that just uh, speaks for itself. I think. I don't think I played with a better goalkeeper. An- another honourable mention would maybe be uh, our international goalkeeper Gunnar Nielsen. He's mm. the only only Faroese player to have played minutes in the English Premier League. He came on for okay. Manchester City in a game against Arsenal when uh, she given. Uh, I think I don't know if he dislocated his shoulder in a game, but he played okay. twenty minutes in the Premier League. Could always uh, be overshadowed by the the tea cozy goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, he was the famous one for that. I think he actually played. Fairlands came and played Devon Vale in a friendly. And he, I watched him play against Devon Vale. I think the Fairlands won nine 0 or something. Your dad maybe played in that one. I think he played, and I think he maybe scored Aye. two. Two, three, or four goals. Brilliant. <laughs> my, my dad remembers Dev Devonville. Aye, aye, brilliant. Yeah. And uh, okay, then uh, the next one I've gone uh, right back with uh, uh, my good friend uh, Jidley Roland Son Sørensen. He uh, he's played a number of years in Bram in Norway. It's one mm. of the bigger teams in, in Norway, and uh, he, he actually, as a youth, played for Aberdeen. Okay, I saw he that when I was seeing about the same time. Brilliant. He was there at the same time as uh, Hadler Hansson was there. Okay. I don't know if you remember him. But, sure. 
they were there when they were younger. Yeah. And then uh, central defence, I've gone with uh, Marvin Andrews and uh, Sonny Ragnar. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sonny Ragnar. He's yeah. he's a- he's active on the Faroese national team. Okay. And uh, I just figured go go big and strong in defence. Uh-huh. So uh, is he playing in Marvin. Ireland now? Yeah, he just signed for Dundalk. Aye, I thought that. That's the one, and uh, yeah, and he's played for uh, Molde in, in, mm-hmm. in, uh, in Norway. He was at FC Midtjylland in, in Denmark ah, yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay, big, strong, uh, fast uh, central defender. And then uh, on the left back, uh, a guy I played with in uh, in Bromby, mm-hmm. uh, Nikolai Boylison. Okay, yeah. He the Danish internationals, yeah, oh, Ajax. Okay. Yeah, he, mm. he went to Ajax uh, just after after I left as well, and uh, plays in FC Copenhagen now. Okay. And uh, in front of him, uh, it's uh, Jens Struger Larsson. He's he was a young boy when I was in uh, in Bromby as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's a couple of years younger than me, but um, uh, he found his way onto the Danish national team as well, and is still still active there. I think. Um, did he play Serie A? Yeah, Udinese, uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah, Udinese. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been there for a few years now, I think. And uh, yeah, he's a he's a powerhouse. He just runs mm-hmm. runs all day long. Okay. And uh, midfield, I've gone for two Faroese guys. Who? Uh, no, I, I don't think anyone will have heard of these guys. But <laughs> um, Roald Jakobsen, he's he's actually he's my best friend here in the, okay. in the Faroe Islands, and uh, I've known him forever, and uh, just. Uh, Fantastic football player, and uh, never never had the seriousness or the pref- mm. the, the ambition to uh, to go abroad. But um, he definitely could have okay. if he wanted to gone abroad and uh, become a professional football player. A quick um, research on on Google brings up that he's a, a B thirty six legend, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Aye. He's uh, <laughs> he, he played with me when we uh, were down to nine men in the, in the eleven matches, and he scored a goal from. Uh, 18, 80 meters, I think, <laughs> in his own half <laughs> to, to send them out of the cup. Yeah, brilliant. Huh? And, um, uh, next to him, uh, a guy called Inja Hoisted. Okay, he's uh, he was, uh, I think, in my opinion, probably the most talented mm. Faroese football player I've ever seen. Okay, but, um, injury, uh, injury stopped him from uh, playing playing uh, past the age of twenty four, twenty five. Okay. I think he stopped. He uh, played for Arsenal Youth for right. uh, two, three years. Was the captain of the under 18s when he was okay, 16 cool. years old. Got injured, released, and then went back to play with uh, Birmingham City when they were in the Premier League. Okay, right. got injured again. Didn't work for him. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was his uh, uh, knee ligaments. Uh, uh, first, they, they kept going on on his left leg, and eventually his right one went as well. And he said, uh, "I'm finished." Done. Be asked done. Shame. Yeah, extremely clever, clever uh, midfielder. Okay. And then on the right midfield, I've gone with uh, a guy I met in Hamkam, played with him right. for the, the one season I was there, Peter Vogelmoen. He played uh, with the QPR the, the season when right. they won promotion. So, okay. Uh, and, okay. uh, yeah, he had uh, quality and a fantastic left foot. And, right. uh, yeah, you could see, even though he was old and a little bit slower, he uh-huh. still, I mean, you could yeah, see he, had he, he had some, some quality on mm-hmm. him. Brilliant. And uh, up front, uh, I've gone with the only Faroese football player to have played in the 
German Bundesliga, mm-hmm. Johan Suymen Edmundsson. Uh-huh. And uh, he actually scored a goal this season in the Bundesliga. He plays really? for Armenia, Armenia Bielefeld. Ah, yeah, ah, yeah. So, um, and he's also a fantastic player. Hasn't always uh, had uh, had the luck with him. Mm. He's he's travelled a, a bit about. He's played in Norway. He's played in Denmark. Did I read he was uh, in Newcastle as a boy. Yeah, Newcastle uh, mm-hmm. for a spell as well. That's yeah. right. And uh, next to him, I've gone with the goal machine. Uh huh. Cammy Keith. Cammy <laughs> Keith. All right. Yeah, he's made a few of these teams. Yeah, he'll he'll if you need a goal, throw him in, and uh, <laughs> and he's he's always got a chance. Uh-huh. Good team. Um, who'd be your skipper? Who'd be my skipper? Let's uh, uh, let's let's go for uh, Rob Douglas and uh, Cammy Keith Vice. Uh, okay, Cammy Keith so Keith to sort night it's night two. <laughs> and uh, Gaffer oh I hadn't thought of that <laughs> let's go uh, Gaffer let's go for uh, uh, Dick Campbell and Pink let's ok go good. I think they don't manage that magic great team um, Omar I, I appreciate uh, the time you've given me um, I just finish off we very quick fire questions so just the first thing that comes into your head and then we're done yeah is that ok no problem ok yep, ready uh, one thing you would change about football to improve it uh, time wasting uh, leave the ball when uh, uh, when the ball goes out of play ok um, who would you like to play you in the movie of your life Uh, I've I've heard I look like that guy from uh, uh, what's that thing called uh, the the Queen that that Netflix series oh, the Crown the guy the Crown uh, that guy that plays uh, uh, Queen's husband whatever his name ah, is Philip aye yeah <laughs> oh I can't remember what his name is Tobias or something or is it depends what series you mean <laughs> yeah the, the, the first ones ah yeah okay we'll go with him. Uh, Toughest direct opponent you ever came up against? Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Ucha. Is that against Sweden? Yeah. Ucha. That's a tough night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. Did you get much crack with him? Was he a good lad? Or? No, he's nah, pretty flippant. Aye, aye, he comes across like that. Okay. Best stadium <laughs> you've played in? Uh, Hanover. Okay. Uh, if you could bottle one moment of your career to relive, what would it be? Uh, having played against Spain, and my wife told me she was pregnant uh, from the from the stand afterwards. Oh, amazing! <laughs> yeah, Cracking. That was that was amazing. Cracking. Okay, very last one. Uh, what other pro player, past or present, would you say is closest to your style, attributes, and personality on the pitch? Oof. Oh wow! A lot of what people question. struggle with this one. Uh, I would say uh, Nemanja Vidić. Okay, uh, warrior. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. And that's us, uh, Odmar. Thank you very much uh, for giving me your time, uh, and I wish you all the best of luck against Moldova and Austria. I can't extend that to Scotland at Hamden, but uh, the other games, I hope you get the result. Thank you very much. I'll take that. Thank you so much to Odmar for squeezing me in to his schedule while he was on international duty with the Faroe Islands. It really is much appreciated as always. 
and what a top man he was to talk to. And that's it for Series 4. I'll be back with John and Brookie next week to digest Scotland's triple header in the Beyond Hamden Park spin-off special. And remember, if you want to enter Podmaster, get in touch ASAP to be in with a chance of appearing on the podcast. Thanks to all my guests this series, Stuart Nielsen, Gary McGowan, Ian Thane, Sam Mackay, Craig Yates, the lads from Two Blokes and a Mic, Mike Wojcik, Kevin Bremner, Ian Jess, Craig Brown, Walker McCall, Stuart Duff, Brian Thompson, Alan Mayer, John Henderson, Mark Dixon, Jim Alexander, John and Brookie, and of course, Odmar Farrell. You can catch up on all these episodes and all those from Series 1 to 4, in fact, on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify or Anchor FM. Don't forget to look us up on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and remember and specifically follow us eh, or you may miss out on the goings-on due to Facebook's basic algorithms. I'll be back around the end of May, start of June time with a brand new series. I'll be announcing the lineup soon but it does include past and current professionals, Highland League and junior legends and even a European Cup winner. Cannot wait to bring you it. Until then, though, a massive thank you for listening. Bye for now. <laughs>